Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Soul Citizens. We are back and we have an illustrious panel and a very special guest today. But I'm going to start from the far right, which is going to be to the Green Eyed Gal, back by popular demand. How you doing, Gigi? Hello, hello, everyone. I'm here. I didn't disappear into the ether. Like, I didn't go anywhere. I exist. I'm sorry. I'm doing the things you know life it sucks but i have to do it so you've gotta just bear with me guys okay <laughs> absolutely oh my god trip rodriguez with the raid of 72 guys so thank trip, you trip thank sorry you. so much we were resetting our dials yeah we were resetting our dials trip yes. and, and we didn't see the raid when it popped up thank you so much to all of the trip fans thank you guys for joining us we're just getting started we're going to be talking oh, about our series industrial strength talking about the star fair and the gemini some oldies that nobody's talked about in a while but some goodies that we have mm -hmm. coming coming pretty soon so we're going to be talking about that so hope you can stick around and hang out trip hope you had a good stream man you're man you're getting off early usually you're on later than we are but uh maybe he's taking a holiday for the evening enjoying some time off but thanks again for the rate we appreciate that uh let me swing over to the far my far right now and let's talk about the man himself, DK, Dark Knight 75. What's up, my brother? What's going on, y'all? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Pretty Been, good. Uh, good to be here to hang out with all of you to talk about the Star Fair. Mm -hmm. This is about to be a really nice talk, and there's a lot of interesting things that I did not know about this ship, and I am interested to find out what your thoughts are. So, yeah, yeah this you, would be good. You want to know something funny? These mm -hmm. series that we've been doing on Industrial Strength have had more views than anything else. And I'm, and, and I'm, in a way, I'm kind of surprised, but after I thought about it a little bit, I kind of realized that a lot of these ships that we've been talking about are ships that nobody's been talking about for quite a while. And so mm -hmm. some people who may be new to the game, you know, they want to get some info and the people who are old to the game, they're trying to find out what's the latest, you know, what's the new thing that maybe we don't know about these ships. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's been really, really popular. Uh, trip was on, oh my God, trip was on for over 20 hours. Man, Yowza, Congrats, no wonder. Man. <laughs> oh, dude, Marathon. Jeez, oh, Pete. Well, we truly appreciate you hey. guys coming over. Get some sleep, dude. Holy smoke. That's a lot of streaming yeah, time. Go to sleep immediately. That's what happens mm -hmm. when you're young. When you're young and vibrant, you can do that. Your old guy like me, it's 20 hours. Whew. Listen, mm -mm. I don't know if I was never young and vibrant, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> 20 hours a long time that's a long that's time, a long time. Looking at a screen. listen y'all know i can play that's when we on this show for two hours so you know 20 is too much for me so <laughs> anyway i'm over here like come on y'all wrap it up we're taking <laughs> i know i know i know okay last but not least i've really been anticipating this we we're actually going to have this gentleman on a little later uh, and actually in two more months. And then I was on his show last Friday. I'm like, no, nah, this dude, I got to have this guy on like ASAP. Dark Knight, we're on with him on Friday night. And uh, he's been mm -hmm. visiting with us on our Thursday night show. He's been sitting, hiding in the in the shade on the Sunday night shows. But uh, he's on with us as a special guest today. And that's our good friend, Kai Zan. Kai, how are you, man? I am fantastic. I... Uh... The only the only thing that I got to complain about is that I'm looking around and I'm seeing all of these beautiful faces on the Twitch with 
you know, we got Gigi is uh, is looking down on a city with spaceships and looking so beautiful. <laughs> Dark Knight is looking sharp as hell, hanging out in Orison. Yeah. I got Griff over here in the galaxy, and I'm the only pleb that doesn't have a camera. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Listen, you're in good company because uh, Dig That 32 doesn't come on with a camera. He's another person that we have that doesn't use a camera. And then you've got Jade. Jade puts up her beautiful picture, but she doesn't come on with the camera. So you're in good company, man. You ain't, you ain't got nothing while, to worry Colossal about. Good. He wasn't with the camera for a while. Colossal well, did Yeah, have. for a while. Yeah, but he finally, we broke down. You know, that school teacher thing. He had to do that home education yeah, stuff. He so he had yeah, to get him a camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, okay. we, we're happy to have you on board. Yes. Uh, Abdi, your next brother. I see you out there. So you might as well get your calendar open, brother, because we're going to get you on here. We're going to get you on here. Um, <laughs> But no, man, we are so happy to have you on board with us today. Uh, as you guys you. know, the subject today, again, is called Industrial Strength, the Starfarer. Uh, I've got DK in particular and Gigi on in particular because both of them have expressed interest in, even though there's some aspects, the most obvious aspects of Star Citizen, like trading and things like that, they've also talked about those support positions, those other things that they can do in the game. And I know they have interest in that. And I know Kai has got pretty a lot to share in relation to that as well. So that's going to be kind of an open conversation that we're going to be having about that. Radagast, good to see you. Gladestone, I see you out there, buddy. Good to see everybody here today. So let's let's go ahead and 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 jump into it a little bit. Um, and, and everybody has got the, the show docket in front of them. Uh, I, I want to do a very quick thing on each one of these ships, uh, give a little bit of background on them, uh, and, and then we're going to go into the details on them. Uh, let me ask you this. Oh, wow. Who just gave oh, us that wonderful subscription? For that sub, Thrakazog, there, thank okay. you for that sub. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm, thank you. And Zephyr95, thank you for that follow. We appreciate that. In fact, we appreciate it so much that Whammer's going to tell you. Thanks for the follow. All right. See, Whammer even <laughs> said thanks for the follow. What's okay. Up, Whammer? So Whammer's going to give you that shout out. Um, let me, before we even get into it, um, Gigi, let me start with you, the Starfarer, because you you're kind of familiar with this ship. What is there anything in particular that interests you about, you know, what the Starfarer does, the the whole fueling thing? Is there anything about that that kind of has your curiosity? Um, yeah, because you know, okay, so for me, probably I would be that person who would be taking the Starfarer out to help you, who is like you know doing some deep space three month long expedition that I've got zero desire to be a part of, but I will come bring you gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, you know what, Kai, you know what she's saying? You pay me, oh, I'll yeah. show up. That's what she's saying. If I'm getting paid, I'll, I'll show up. I ain't worried about no exploring and stuff, but you pay me, I'll come out to the freaking Orion galaxy. You see, I will be out there in the middle of the galaxy, right where you are right now. You know, chugging along through all the stars to bring you gasoline because you said I have AUEC with your name on it. Okay. Fair <laughs> Ain't no shame in that game. You got to pay no for shame. AAA. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Not for free. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Kai, what about you? What about this ship? I know you know a little bit about the Starfair and the Gemini too. Anything about that mechanic or the ship itself that you like or interested in or catches your eye? A whole lot. Well, first off, look at that picture of the starfarer that you got right there that mm -hmm. beautiful ship to me when i look at that i swear to god i'm seeing a gobot i'm seeing that that head's gonna flip around and the arms and legs are gonna come out and he's about look tell me that don't look like it's a gobot yeah, ready to yeah, flip around yeah you ain't wrong yeah so 
Uh, I'm a huge fan of the logistics. I love the aspect Mm -hmm. because when you get right down to it, the only game loop in this game that is guaranteed to be emergent gameplay that brings people together is logistics. You can mine by yourself. You can bounty hunt by yourself. You can explore by yourself. But the entire name of the game with logistics is PWP, players with players. Mm. So to me, that's super exciting. Even though this is a ship that is old, this is a game loop that is new, as in it's right around the corner. We've just seen all of these neat things in ISC and, Mm -hmm. and Star Citizen Live where it's like, okay, this is a loop that's coming in the next six months, somewhere in that time period, we're working on it. They talked about how they were shocked that they were able to reuse so many of the sort of building blocks of the cargo transfer with regard to like manipulating that and using it for the refueling. And as I think pretty much all of us have been speculating, Sitcon is gonna be where we're gonna see Pyros and we're gonna see Nicks mm. maybe. And when you include refueling as a thing mm. and new systems as a thing, this ship is about to shine. Mm. So I'm excited. Okay, okay. DK, any thoughts about the Starfarer, Gemini? Anything about these oh, yeah. ships? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As you know, as Kite mentioned as well, I'm a I'm a logistics kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I was thinking about this as we, uh, me and a couple of members of the org were thinking about um, trying to get set up on the logistical aspects of the game regarding moving cargo, moving mining uh, supplies and things like that, and refueling. And refueling is a part of all of that logistical nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if when you've got to move cargo ships all over the place uh, and or across, you know, massive systems, got to have a be able to, or you got to be able to refuel those ships as they're moving along and when you're running an organization or a big uh you know a, a big operation mm-hmm. um you're going to need fuel to supply those ships just like any other kind of uh operation out there mm-hmm. um for long distance and i think the you know and in, in, in addition it can carry cargo and it's get you know and it's strong you know it could take a hit so mm. it's, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a viable ship in the game. And now it's going to be more so as refueling comes along. It's going to be huge. And shout out to the fuel rats. I know they're coming to Star Citizen. <laughs> they're not already here. Okay. Very good point. Good point. Uh, Hawkbook, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that follow. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, let me, uh, I'm going to cut back to something here. I'm sorry. That was me hitting the wrong button a little too soon. Uh, we want to talk about just a quick read the description for these ships, and then we're going to talk about them a little bit. Gigi, would you mind taking on that very first one for the Starfarer? Just kind of read that for everybody. You got it in the docket. Or maybe not. I can hop in if you'd like, and she can take the next. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, can you grab it? So, all right. The Starfarer differs from traditional bulk freighters in one key way. It is a dedicated fuel platform. The Starfarer is designed not only to load, store, and protect fuel stasis units. It is designed to take in space-borne gases and refine them for use without landing. And while it excels at this, the Starfarer can also be used to ferry traditional bulk cargo pods. The listed cargo capacity is only for the dedicated cargo room and does not account for the extra space available from 
bulk cargo pods. Very cool. You, give me one second oh. to say, Gigi, would you do please give us an audio test because we think you're muted because we didn't hear you when you were talking a few seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Nope, no audio. It disappeared. Thanks for spotting that. I think it was somebody spotted that her mic wasn't working. Fast card did. Give us another mic check. Can you hear me now? There we go. There we go. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, no, no problem. No problem. Okay, so that gives a quick description of the Starfire. These ships are very similar. There are some differences, and we'll talk about what those differences are. G, have you got the dock yet in front of you? The docket? Yeah. Okay, can you do the one, the second part? He's a, he, he read the first part. Can you read the part on the Gemini? I don't so, see it. Where's it? Starfare versus the Gemini. Military. I don't see it. I'm looking at it. I'm reading what he just read, you know, and right now it says disclaimer. These are our current vehicle specifications. Mm-hmm. The, so the line starting with the UEE military? I don't know if she's seeing the same thing. I can pick it up there if necessary. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah, DK, go ahead okay. and pick it up. Because I think she may have okay. the same thing up. We'll find out in a second. Go ahead, DK. Yeah, we'll find it. Uh, the UEE military uses an adapted rough and tumble Gemini variant of the Starfare for their frontline operations, trading some cargo cap, uh, capacity and maneuverability for reinforced armor, increased shielding, more powerful engines, and stronger manned turrets. The Gemini also includes an optional missile pod, which can be swapped for the fuel intake unit on either Starfarer's variant or either Starfarer variant's nose. The listed cargo pa- uh, capacity is only for the dedicated cargo room and does not account for the extra space available from the bulk cargo pods. Okay, cool. So one of the things that we found out that, that, that distinguishes these two ships, very similar in design, but the, the Gemini is the military variant. It is also much more well armored. It has a smaller interior cargo capacity, from my understanding. And it has also a, a swap out in the front. As you guys know, the ship uh, is able to retrieve gases through a front grill that can be swapped out for a missile pod that can also go in that area. Um, I don't remember if the guns are different. And maybe we could take a check and make sure that if they mentioned about the guns being different. I know it's a size five on top, but I, I don't remember if the. Uh, uh, it says that the, the 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 man turrets are stronger. So I'm referring. I'm assuming it's referring to the ones that are in the back, off the tuna cells. That those two are yeah. a little bit different. And it has missiles as well. Right. The missiles mm-hmm. are in the front, but the, the but the, are in the front. right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there, yeah, there's also a monetary difference in these two ships too. Uh, some of you there's may remember one extra turret. when this ship first came out under its concept. Um, it was, and some of you might remember. Do you guys remember this image at all? This is going way back in the clock here. If you, if anybody remember this image, uh, this image was 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 the first image we saw from pledging. Believe it or not, um, I don't know. Is there a lot there for you guys in to realize whether you should pledge? I mean, does that look cool it, enough to pledge for? Because it looks cool, you know. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, it kind of looks a little bit white boxes, but like, <laughs> but still, bit. yeah. But still, when you when you read the a when you read the description of what it does, and b when you realize that you could have grabbed that for a hundred and seventy five dollars right. on the original pledge, the concept pledge, as opposed to it's over it's what three hundred standalone now. Mm-hmm. That's that's a legit savings right there. 
absolutely. Red Baron, Red Baron said, that's very old. You're right. That was like the very first picture that we ever saw uh, of this ship. There were some other ones that we saw too. Uh, this was another variant saw that we saw of concept drawings in, of the Starfarer. A little bit sleeker, almost kind of has like a little bit of a fighter look to it to a certain degree. Uh, but that was another one that CIG put out. Now, one of the earlier ones they did of the Gemini was this one. And that one's maybe a little bit more familiar to a lot of people. Do you notice anything different about that one? There's some extra. Let me show uh, that uh, one. And let me show this yeah, one. There's some extra pause on that Yeah, one, exactly. It's a little bit longer it's in its design. Yep, exactly. Yep. Okay. That's like the 18-wheeler version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But that was a version of the military, of the Gemini that was an early concept drawing of it as well. But of course, as, as we showed you guys earlier, this is the current version of the Gemini and then the current version of the uh, Starfare. Let me go around the room real quick. GG, one is more civilian, right? You know, um, carries more fuel, uh, and, and, you know, more internal ca cargo space, I should say, uh, but it doesn't have the missiles on the front. Um, and the other one is more military. If you're picking between the two, which one is your purchase? Not because not of dollars, but just use. Which one would you go with? Use. Um... <sighs> Probably I would get the militarized one just because I don't like going out feeling like a sitting duck. Mm. I And if you're going to be going, you know, long distances in this thing, you're going to have to because you're going to have to take fuel to people. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to get caught out in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. with no, <laughs> no yeah. shield. The extra no, defense, the extra no defense is make it for you. Exactly. The extra mm -hmm. defense is a, is a necessity for me when you've got those long hauls. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, DK, let me go to you this time. Uh, which one, which one are you going to go for between the two? Probably civilian variant, just mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm really more into civilian transport and I haven't really been too much in the combat. I could see the I could see the the necessity for a combat version of that ship, similar to the M2 versus you know the, the C2 mm -hmm. in, in, in many ways. Um, but it's just it, it, my thing would have been the more civilian mm -hmm. side of it. But that's just me. Okay, you know, I, I I like that one. Gotcha. Pre preferably. Gotcha. Ty, what about you? I got to side with DK on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, like, so when you're looking at something that's got uh, a uh, combat speed of 85 meters per second and a max speed of 888, <laughs> mm -hmm. like that thing's, I, I, for me, if I'm sending that out, I'm sending a combat air patrol with it. Mm -hmm. And I just mm -hmm. want to squeeze out every last ounce of fuel I can get on it. But mm -hmm. I 100% agree with GG. If you're playing this as a solo player, mm -hmm. you definitely want to have that survivability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for 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 like ops logistics for like a, a an org, mm -hmm. I'm going to make it as as fat and and full of fuel as I can get it, mm -hmm. and just and just throw some some fighters with it yeah, to keep the it alive. Thing I wonder is how cost effective it is to send it out with security. It's not big enough really mm -hmm. to send it out with security and it'd be mm -hmm. worth it because you're going to have to pay somebody a good amount of money just for protection. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's what with an org. That's why I said, well, but I think to Gigi's point and to Kai's point, I think that's when you're dealing with an org if you're going to mm -hmm. be doing that so that you've got that, like you said, because as an independent person, it, it will cost you out of your pocket. But if your org is doing it and you're delivering fuel because it's your org, 
then you know you, you the cost is, is is be taken care of then i think that uh i also look at like where are you going with these things right if you're going into patrolled space civilian definitely a little bit easier but there's a lot of areas that you're going to get calls for deep space right uh pyro for example where they've told us crossing pyro you, you most people won't even be able to cross it all the way across they'll have to get refueled and you know that that's pirate space so maybe that's definitely like Gigi said you know you don't have three or four escorts but you're going out and you know you may get out there there's no issue right but just to have the defensive capability that if somebody does attack you you know you you, you know you, you can get you can get away now if you got the other one like on Kai's point Kai's saying hey I'm trying to maximize how much fuel I can get out to everybody and maybe I'm carrying cargo but I also know you know I got some valuable stuff on here. I got to hire some jokers with me to take this stuff where it needs right. to go. You know? have in Oregon, yeah, you've got people who are willing to do it for a more reasonable price. Mm -hmm. right. yep. yeah. And well, yeah. how much other, is fuel going to cost? Yeah. Well, the other question that we don't even really know the answer to, like this is doing an algebra question where you don't know all the variables, mm -hmm. is like, for example, what are you going to use this for? Okay, let's say I'm going to use this to fill up a, an Orion. Mm -hmm. Well, now we come to the question of how much fuel can an Orion hold? Because if it's a situation where I'm going to need to send out three of these if I use the civilian variant, mm -hmm. but four to five if I use the military variant, mm -hmm. these are all variables that are going to sort of really play into right. what we're it doing. They'll have to be real-time decisions. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So I, I honestly feel like both both DK and GG have the right answer here. It just depends on variables that are going to play out later. Yeah. Let me throw something, a couple of things that are in chat right there. And by the way, if you guys have questions for us, feel free to use the little, uh, little eclipse icon down there at the bottom, the solar eclipse, and you can drop the questions in and we'll address them later. But we do pull stuff from chat when we see it. Red Baron, and Baron says that we don't know how much of an impact armor will have in the future. And that's very true. And we can say that about anything. I think right now the people who are going through the big combat change are dealing with that right now. We don't know what armor is going to be as a variable yet. We've been dealing with shields, but they really haven't plugged that in. What we can say is that it is going to make a difference. That's something we can tell you, that there will be some type of difference with it. Um, and to Kai's point, if you decide to take the military version, to take that extra, there's always a trade-off, right? You're going to be able to take the punishment, take a few more hits, but you are taking a, a little bit less cargo with you. You're gonna lose some of that space, but you're gaining more powerful tail guns. So, you know, I see for those people, particularly in orgs who are thinking about, they're gonna be going into battle. I definitely see that the Gemini works for them. That ship needs to not only be able to defend itself, but maybe when there are even offensive opportunities, it can take advantage of that. Now it's not there to go into war, but, You've got those nice big missiles in the front and you've got those uh, guns in the back. And if somebody comes out, you might be able to take out a few people, you know, before you before you leave the battle scene uh, versus the other one. If you get in and do something, you probably want to get in and get out. That's probably the most you want to do because the punishment probably isn't going to be as good on that particular ship. Um, well, yeah, quick, Kai. Also, the other math you want to do on that is when you look into the Star Ferry, you're looking at a crew size of one to seven. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to man those turrets, let's say you're going to put three people on turrets for three ships. Mm -hmm. That's nine people that you could throw a single pilot in the civilian variant 
and nine fighter escort and you're talking the same amount of people but i think a lot more functionality in your defense and your ability to screen tangos and sacrifice fighters to get your you know you can sacrifice if you've got a nine fighter combat air patrol mm -hmm. you can sacrifice six of those and still have three fighters guarding your heavy heavy haulers mm -hmm. to the end of the line while you threw away some cheap ships now we're talking eve math of my ship costs less than yours i'm winning on the the uh kills kill sheets mm -hmm. yeah yeah thrak just so you'll know what what they say in the docks and of course i take this in consideration too the starfare is one of the oldest ships that we have in the game and so a lot of the information that we're going to give you is some of it's going to be the old stuff some of it's going to be the new stuff but what they do distinguish the difference in these ships are is that because of the enhanced hull, it loses internal cargo space, not the fuel tanks, but the internal cargo space gets reduced. But it also gains in the area of having the missile pod in the front and also having stronger nacelle turrets in the back. Those are the distinguishing difference between the two. And it's also reflected in the monetary cost of these ships too. I think the, um, I wanna say that this one is 300 now. For mm -hmm. the for the for the uh, Starfarer, and the the Gemini is now 360, 340, 340, 360, something like that. So there there's a monetary difference in in those ships as, as well. Okay. Um, uh, can I bring in uh, one quick note? Yeah, sure. Uh, the Starfarer in game is six million six hundred and fifty one thousand, and the Starfarer Gemini is six million one hundred and ninety one thousand. What was the difference again? That's what was the numbers it's again? Six, it's, six, <clears throat> it's about it's about four hundred thousand AEUC difference between the Starfare Gemini and the Starfare, with the Gemini being cheaper. That's so Nubia. weird because it's six point seven million to buy the Star Starfare. It's six point one million to buy the Gemini. But in real cash, <laughs> it's, it's three hundred dollars <laughs> to buy the Gemini. Opposite. Or yeah. the the Starfare, mm -hmm. it's, 340. it's 340. more to buy this. That's so weird that they flip flop. Yeah. That's backwards. It's the same with the 600i. Same thing. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> they 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 got to flip. They got to fix that. <laughs> that's, that's not right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, look, we're going to take a look at this is an early video, but it was the walkthrough that Disco did about the Starfare. And so instead of us trying to tour it, because as you guys know, the ship is a big ship. We're going to go through this walkthrough that he does, and then we'll talk about it afterward. And of course, if you guys have any thoughts and questions, again, feel free to use the uh, little icon at the bottom, at the bottom of the uh, tech chat box and drop them in, and we will address them a little bit later. So let's go ahead and take a look at that video, okay? Let me know if you guys have audio. Good sound. Thank you, Black Sky Legion. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thanks, all, and welcome to another edition of Ship Shape. I'm your host, Community Manager Jared Huckabee, and with me today are some special guests from Foundry 42 UK, lead technical designer, Mr. John Crew. Hi, John. Hello. <laughs> and junior technical designer, Mr. Corentin. And I'm not going to try your last name. Why don't you say it for me? Billemont. Billemont? Billemont. All right. It's, it's, it's fine. 
<laughs> I, I'm terrible at this. Uh, ask anybody at Turbulent. I've embarrassed myself several times. So John, uh, you and Coraton are here because we're really close to putting the Starfarer into folks' hangars. Uh, uh, it could come real soon. By the time this airs, we're hoping any day. So we wanted to take a, a quick you know, run around the block here, show the Starfarer off, show some of the amazing work you guys have been doing. So uh, thank you so much for being here on the show. And uh, let's see, if this is working right, I have control of, 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 our, of our little man here. So we are staring at the Starfarer. Uh, anything you want to tell us about the exterior before we, uh, before we go inside? I'll, I'll take a little yeah, run around the block here. As you can see, it's, it's pretty big and we've had to do a, a new hangar room for it. So this is the, the extra large hangar room which has been made firstly for this and, and for our other bigger ships that will be coming just to fit them inside the hangar. Um, there's a, a few little things missing, so you can see on the front there that the, the fuel intake it is there, but it's just not there in this build, which is one of the, the few little reasons why it's not in people's hangars yet. Um, but yeah, you can see the, the huge size of it. Say skull guns onto nose. Yep, <laughs> four of them. Yeah. yeah. What size guns are those on the nose? Size fours. Size fours, is that what you just said? All right. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it, it looks big, but when you go in third person, it's, it's, it's even bigger. You just go stand next to... Like, <laughs> we'll the stand next kids. to... There we go. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. It's a big ship, and uh, it's Foundry 42 have fallen into our trap of making things bigger again. But it's so good looking. All right, now, we, how do we enter the ship? Uh, so if you go back in first person and head towards the cargo door in front, there's a control panel on the right-hand side. Can we give them a quick look here at the underside there? So that's where the refueling arm will be when that comes online. It's, it's not there in the hangar ready release, um, but it will be coming. So I know someone's going to ask, oh, where's the, where's the refueling yeah. arm? It, it will be there. And just so people, so people know, on the side we have two fuel refineries that will come standard with every Starfire as well. So, very cool. And I see a big door here. Yeah. Caution, keep clear. Yeah, so if you go to the button on the right, you'll see why it says caution, keep clear. All right, I'm going I'm to just come back up here and be safe. <laughs> oh, the railings are a nice touch. Yeah, it's the little things. I'm easily impressed. All right. So let me walk up here and what room is this so this is a cargo bay you will have to there to be able to fit a lot of cargo obviously there is some seats on the side so if you want to to bring some friends with you they can stay there um, on yeah on the side on the right side you will be able to go up to the next floor on in front of you you have the docking collar so you can go there if you want it's the first place basically there's no other place to go. All right, go forward here? Yep. Yep. All right. This is a very orange corridor. There might be some lighting issues in this build as well, but... Yeah. It's a very early build, guys. This is this will look even better when it comes. Oh, wow. All right. So yeah, this is the, the docking collar room. Um, this is right at the very front of the ship underneath its nose, so... 
you'll be able to uh, dock onto things and come in here rather than going through the main cargo bay airlock door. Oh, yeah, look at that. Um, I wouldn't recommend dropping out of there in somewhere with gravity because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna hurt. <laughs> this this reminds me of the uh, docking collar on the uh, Millennium Falcon when Lando goes up to catch Luke. Yeah, it reminds me of something with Lando. You know. <laughs> what are the chances of that? All right, so what are these doors here? Where do these doors go? So basically, you will be supposed to be able to put uh, EVA suits there later. If you want to just stay in jeans and t-shirt in your staffer later, but if you want to go in space, this is uh, a completely pressurized airlock, so yeah. you will be able to put EVA suits. Especially in these bigger ships where you're not going to, unlike say, a constellation where you're probably going to be kicking around in, in some form of space suit a lot of the time, or probably even smaller ships than constellation cutlass. Where you're going to be constantly going in and out in these big ships you're probably going to be in your civilian clothing quite a lot of the time and when you go to go out of space you'll go to wherever the arm suits are the, the eva suits and go equip them from there and then do whatever you need to do gotcha so we're back in the cargo bay where, where to next guys? so if, if you want first you can uh, close the cargo bay door just in front of you there is a big button on the right and we can see the sweet animation of the <laughs> or bay door closing. Nice. Oh yeah, after that, there's only just the floors on your, uh, the stairs on your left. Through here? Yeah. Those are the seats you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not functional yet, but they'll come online. It's, it's another one of these things we're waiting for the the item 2.0 system seat implementation, which will make it just so much seat. easier to do. It will just be one seat repeated rather than having to do bespoke seat setup. Like yeah. in the some of the older ships, like the Cutlass, all these uh, extra jump seats are essentially part of the exterior and unique seats. So you have to Very do cool. lots of duplicate work. Very cool. Right here we see something quintessentially British, the mind your head. <laughs> right. Lots of those around the place. <laughs> all right, so we've got some stairs here. Now some of these stairs have some collision issues. I don't think these stairs are okay though. Yeah, all right. Yeah, those ones are okay. All right. And where are we now? What are these two choices? So basically, on the right, you can uh, go around. If you want to go to the cockpit, this is your way. If you want to go on the exterior walkway, this was the other way. Okay. I think you can go all the way around on this. You yeah. Can go. Yeah, I see a window up, up ahead there. Going in here, switch back into first person here. There we go. Yep, and now we have we have. What is this room that we're in here now? So behind you, there's a door to go to the escape pod onto the cockpit. In front of you, you can go to the second floor on to the airlock as well. And just on your left, there is a screen that will be basically there later for cargo management. This is the plan. If you have a lot of cargo, you will be able to manage it through this screen. Right. You can see on the walls here that because of the size of the ship, we're having to start doing a lot more signposting inside the ship. Um, yeah. You won't get just easily. No, you can, you can follow things. The, the Idris has similar work on it as well, just from the size of it. So yeah, this is the main escape pod room for people from the bridge to get to. 
six uh, escape pods? Yep, six escape pods. Yep, six escape pods. What are, what are these guys? Uh, basically, they are just for um, depressurization units. So you are sure that when you try to get to the escape pods, there's still some air left there, at least. Alright. And through this door is the cockpit? Yep. yep. So th uh, this is a slight problem with this build. There's no seats in the cockpit, but there should be there. Uh, on the left, on the right, uh, basically, is, these are the stations. Yeah. If you want refueling later, this would be done there. On okay, so I'm sorry, so there's supposed to be chairs here on these chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, okay. All right. So basically, if you've been in a freelancer, you know how it is. It's uh, the chair will come sliding, sliding down, rotating a bit, and you will sit there. Same thing for the cockpit. Just between both stairs, there is a captain seat. There should be a captain seat, actually. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the pilot and co-pilot seats. Gotcha. So yeah, this wow. is this is pretty similar to the freelancer cockpit, but bigger. Yeah, no kidding. That's cool. I got a panel up here. I'm tilting my head like I'm trying to look past something. There's, there's just tons of little details that Nathan and his art team here have just squeezed in everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, you can look out these little side windows. You can actually see the the nose. Well, they're not really nose guns. They're sort of yeah. side nose guns. Uh, neck guns. Neck guns. Yeah, yeah, guns. Yeah, <laughs> by this side. I don't know. That's one of those things the community will end up naming for us. Yeah. All right, the so. cat will be sat there. Yeah. Yep. So this is our cockpit. Yeah. That that is that is cool. A true captain seat right in the middle. Yeah. I'm excited. Yep. All right. So we come back from the cockpit and back into our little cargo overview room. Yeah. Yep. So this way. So on this way you can go to the exterior walkway. On this way those are the stairs to go to the second floor. Okay. There might be some collision issues on those stairs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. We were prepared for this. Yeah. Oh, too oh. far. On on the side. There we go. There Should we go. be fine at the top of the floor, of the stairs. All yep. right. Yeah. I, I I really did practice that. <laughs> I was I was all over the place the first time. So, all right, so where are we now? We are in living quarters, I'm guessing. Yeah, this is the floor with all the living quarters, and you're going to see quite a few vis area problems here. Um, again, it's, it's just this build. Um, if you go through it, uh, it will still be there. Yeah, there, there is stuff on the other. You just have to trust that there's something on the other side <laughs> to go through. Right. Take a leap of faith. <laughs> so we're in a corridor here. It's basically just linking both sides of the ship. There. Gotcha. And vis areas are, you know, this is, yeah, we don't get to see through the, the tunnel, through the uh, area though, but this is one of the things that we use to optimize our, our yeah. ships, yeah. right? Vis areas, um, I think they're called occlusion boxes in other engines. So anything that's inside a vis area, you can't see from the outside. And if you're in one, you can't see the outside. And then we put portals on the entrances and the windows. So for some reason in this build, some of the portals just aren't there. So you just can't see in and out. Gotcha. So, what room am I in now? Looks like I'm gonna. Just I don't know. What uh, one of the many maintenance joining okay. corridors. More jumpsuits. I opened this door and saw a very red corridor. Uh, so these are the side engineering. Yeah. Uh, 
so this home there's basically two ladders one ladder going back to the first floor and one ladder going back to the top uh, going to the top floor with the living quarters and the captain's uh, quarters stuff like that so this one uh, you can actually go prone in, in this one and you can go to the maintenance room just like this if you're not really Okay. Yeah. Hey, so you're forced to be in this space, but okay. this is a tool maintenance corridor. So you have all sorts of access to components down here. So where these big boxes are on the wall, these will be replaced with the actual ship components when they come online. Oh. So this is where you'll be going to repair damaged components. Very cool. And come through this vis area here. Oh, yep. And we're yeah, yeah. It's like coming up out of the trash comeback. <laughs> and what's this way? I'm gonna stand up here. So yeah, so uh, two escape pods there, two escape pods on the other side as well. In front of us is if you want to go to the rear turret. On the turret. other side, this is the engineering room, gravity room, and EVA room. There may be some slight collision issues in those rooms right now. So. The reason those escape pods are there on both sides is the engineering rooms are right at the back and the two smaller turrets that are right at the back. Um, oh. you, uh, it's a long way to go back to the bridge to go into those escape pods, so we've got a second set of escape, or second and third set of escape pods. Bit too low. Yep, too low. It didn't go up high enough. At least we can see that the fuel pods are really, aren't really solid. <laughs> You could walk on it. So, just so people know, uh, the fuel pods will take damage. Don't uh, don't think this is invincible or whatever, but it will take damage. There we go. All right. All right. So we were on our way back to the turrets. Oh, the other way. Oh, the other way. Uh, already lost. Yeah. Wait. Oh no. Never mind. No. You were right. Yeah. I was. I was right. The designer was wrong. You, you know the ship better than me. <laughs> Alright, so we come back here. Oh yeah, that on, on the side. Oh. Just behind you. Yep. Oh. Some windows. Nice. You can see your refueling operation here. Yep. Who needs an Oculus Rift? I keep looking like this, like I can <laughs> see around corners. I want to be terrible in VR. Alright, and this is another Viz area. This is one of our so this is one of the problems that we have with this build right now. The seats are not really working. So, but it will be size to guns on those turrets. Quite a bunch, but uh, on the other end, there is uh, a lot. Well, you can shoot everywhere because if you turn back, don't shoot your own fuel pods, for example. This would be a bad idea. Yeah, and that turret is, it's a misc turret, but it's in the style of the Retaliator lower turret, so it flips you over, puts you in upside yep. down, nice. rather than the constellation ones which keep you the right way up and put you down that way. So for this one it's probably better to go into fly mode already. Okay. <laughs> so this nice. this yep. is the main engineering room. So go through this door here? Yep. Oh. oh. I went too far. Okay. Yeah. This is the gravity room on this side. Ah. Yeah. For those three rooms, uh, unfortunately, there is some collision issue right now. 
Well, and that's why this isn't out for the public yet. Yeah. yeah. To be uh, fixed. Right. Yeah, we just happened to pick uh, a day where the builds. Yeah. Is yeah, because this, yeah, this was good yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the branches made, so it's got all the, the teething issues when. I want to pause right here. You guys recognize what that device is there in engineering, right? You guys know what that is? It's on several other ships as well. Does anybody know what that is? I want to say, yeah, I was going to say, I saw Redbone said the same thing uh, right there. Uh, gravity generator? Yeah, that's the gravity Similar to the one well. they have in the 890, right? Exactly. That's the gravity mm -hmm. well. They've got one on the reclaimer, this mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really looking forward to when we can operate that. <laughs> Particularly for boarding issues of being turn able to turn the gravity on and off, which will be really, really, really interesting. Okay. Um, I remember seeing it on the 890. I thought that's what I was looking mm -hmm. at. Yeah, the Reclaimer's got one. This is one other ship, too, that I'm thinking about that has one. But uh, it that's the be one that very cool. That's the one that when they turn it on, it's like a big lightning ball yep. thing. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Exactly. Wouldn't it be so great to have a group of pirates on your ship and you just turn off the <laughs> Yeah. We're going to make this an even fight at this point. For well, real. Let's see how you work out this way. <laughs> at least that's where we all float. <laughs> all right. Does anyone have even a remote clue on, like, scientifically speaking, how does that work? I've got this ball oh, of lightning that makes gravity. Don't even, don't even try. <laughs> okay, don't even okay. try. It's like, it's like, an, it's, like yeah, it's like inertial uh -huh. dampeners on the Enterprise. Okay, right. so don't, don't even, don't even try. I wish Jade was on here because Jade would probably be able to. She said it. It's CIG yeah, Space she Magic. She said it. She hit it. Jade has the answer. Our scientists, our, 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 our onboard scientists told us what the That's deal right. is. That's can, right. Can I point out one thing sure. briefly before we move on? We can let it keep playing. Go ahead and talk. Mm -hmm. Look. Look at how bad this demo is. Mm. How much of a tech demo really raw mm -hmm. oh my god this thing sucks as far as you fall through the floor constantly and this doesn't work and there's no steps there and there's no seats here mm -hmm. and then look at where the game is now mm -hmm. and for all of the people that say oh scam citizen if it was scam citizen <laughs> the 1.0 version of everything that you saw would look as polished as you're ever going to see it mm -hmm. and there would be no upgrades no fixes no getting better mm -hmm. what we're seeing here is, is a massively raw tech demo mm -hmm. of what we now look around in the galaxy that we see and we see an actual alpha mm -hmm. i get i grant you alpha it still has bugs and issues mm -hmm. but it is a real game compared to the sort of really embarrassing level of what we're seeing here mm -hmm. so all of the people that say like it's a scam <laughs> yo they're putting serious dollars into developing this tech to make this shit work and mm -hmm. i salute it you know to your point um back back when we were seeing this this is in 2016 gang if you didn't see it i typed it in earlier but when we were seeing this in 2016 we were excited i mean we thought this was like the greatest thing in the world to see you know a collisions whatever the problems were it was the fact that we were getting to see 
the development of this and anticipating it. You know, he talks yeah, about the y'all beginning. Also, grew up on the first Star Wars movies, though. Well, so well, I don't, right. I'm well, not giving y'all no credit. No, 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 y'all no, 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 watch no, no, no. Terrible stuff and think it's great all the time. <laughs> well, no, to my point, I was going to say it's amazing how much stuff has changed since then because now we don't get things presented this raw anymore you know usually when we get it now it's much further along we might see a white box gray box animation but there's no physical walking through these ships and seeing every like you said kai every you know bump and zit that's on the face of the monster you know what i mean that has changed but i'm just saying back then like right now when i look at this it's like oh my god you know but back then we were like wow this is so cool you know even though he was falling through the floor and stuff you know um one of the things about this ship too that I, I that I wanted to comment on earlier, uh, even though this is like the very first walkthrough we did on the ship, is the size of the ship. Uh, and I know all of us have walked on this ship before. Dark Knight, when you walk through the Starfair, are you comfortable walking through it, or do you still have to take out your compass when you walk through the ship, or are you cool? <laughs> how, are, how are you when you walk through the Starfair? Man, the Starfair is like one of the easiest ships to get lost in, especially if you're going in it for the very first time. It's worse than a Caterpillar, because <laughs> I, I went in the Caterpillar quite a few times and got lost in there. But man, I go into that Starfair, I'm just like, I don't even know. It, there's a fire, and I, I, I can't find a way out. <laughs> okay. Gigi, what about you? When you've walked through the Starfair, are you pretty much comfortable getting around, or do you have to think twice about where you're going on? Uh, no. You can walk with me. Uh, I might not know where I'm going, but I'd like you to be attached to my hip. So that works. <laughs> okay. You know what? Uh, right. I'm so... <laughs> I'm gonna let that go. Now, I set myself up for that one. I love it. I will say this about it. I'm comfortable walking around in it, but I will say this about it. And CIG has said this about it. And some of you will know what I mean who are around from back in the day. Um, this was their first real big ship that they did where they did layout. And they have even expressed the fact that the layout on the ship was kind of eh, could have been better in the sense of it, the natural flow of how things are in that ship. I, I always loved it, so I kind of quickly did all I could to memorize all those weird turns and ladders and all that other stuff. And I will say this to your point, Dark Knight, if you're not on this ship a lot, it's very easy to to, to yeah. not get to navigate. You have to be on this ship a lot for it to finally sink in because the logical pattern of where things are doesn't always make sense. Some things do. Right. You can say, okay, the captain's quarters is upstairs, and the his but the dining room is next to the captain's quarters. What does that got to do with anything? You got to walk through the dining room to get to the captain's quarters. It doesn't make sense. You know, the right. engineering level isn't so bad. Leading to the nacelles isn't so bad. You can kind of get that. The crew quarters is on that deck, so you kind of get that. But there are some other things like where escape pods are, things like that, that it does take some time to figure out. And Gigi, I've been with what you said. I've had people go on the ship with me and made a turn and they didn't stick with me. And next thing you know, they're saying, Griff, where are you? You know what I mean? So it is one of those ships that the natural flow isn't yeah. always there on it. But it's also one, the, the very first large ship we got. I think it is scaled at 100 meters. And when we got this thing, the first time we saw it in the hangar, we were like, wow. This is really, yep. really amazing, you know. When this ship came out, the the nearest biggest ship was like 30 meters. So mm -hmm. it was like, whoa, factor of magnitude bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of you might remember when the Starfarer finally got put into the PU, what would happen when it would spawn? 
it would literally crash the server by itself. Yep. Or if you didn't crash it, your frame rates just went out the window completely. You could be at freaking Levski and you knew when somebody spawned a Starfire, because at that time, the only place you could do it was at Port O. And you knew for a fact that somebody just spawned uh, a Starfare, which was really, really crazy. Um, Magpie, yes, to answer your question, yeah, this was also the first ship with the multiple levels like that. It's four, four decks in this thing. If I'm like, one, two, three, three decks, three decks. Well, if you count that top turret, you, you go up to four height in height. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say, Kai? And you got the uh, little, uh, the spaces, yeah. crawl spaces. Oh, the crawl spaces. Yep. Yeah, yeah. First time we had crawl spaces and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that just goes back to my point that like scam citizen, mm -hmm. except for how is it a scam when you're spending all the money to make stuff work? Yeah. Yep. Let me let me ask Good you time. guys a question about this ship in particular. I'm going to leave the volume down. We'll just kind of keep watching it. Um, the question is, it, do you feel that this ship, Gigi mentioned this earlier. She said somebody who goes out on the ship and they're, you know, they're out for a while because this, this ship has full living quarters, right? We're looking at the dining area right now with a full kitchen. It's not like just the microwave, right? I mean, it's the whole nine yards. This ship looks like it's something that people could live on. Um, do you, other than responding to fuel calls, some people have talked about certain ships. They're going to go on them and they're going to go out and stay on them. Right. They're going to they're literally they're not going to be coming into the port every day at the end of their game. They want to stay on them. Do you guys and I'll, I'll start with Gigi. Gigi, you think that there'll be people who this is their thing? And like, you know, Dark Knight was mentioning the fuel rats and elite. They've got a bunch of people who just do nothing but respond to fuel requests. That's that's their game thing. Do you think yeah. that'll be similar to this? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think so. Definitely. I think that there is going to be an org full of people doing every mundane, minute thing in this game. Because for whatever we find mundane, somebody else loves. Me and Colossal mm -hmm. can spend seven hours mining rocks. Mm -hmm. And I know people who can't do it for 20 minutes without their eyes rolling up in the back of their head. Like, mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. It really just depends on the things that interest you and what makes the game fun for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm a thousand percent sure that considering the types of people that play these games, mm -hmm. we're going to find someone who would love nothing more than to just spend all their time doing fuel runs, piling on the AUEC, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just to, I don't know, finance whatever new ship they want mm -hmm. or, you okay. know, pour it into whatever org they're building, but I'm a thousand percent sure they will. Okay. Thrax, thank you so much for that subscription that went out to Trip Rodriguez. Trip, you can come back for free now, dude. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much for passing out that sub. That was awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, let me, uh, I'm going to mute this. Uh, Kai, let me ask you, um, same question. Is this something that, uh, I know we talked about orgs using this ship, but is this something that the players are going to get in and, man, they're going to get some of their friends and we're just going to go roll in the cash. I mean, we're going to go mine some gases somewhere and refine it and or take it to a finance. What? How do you see this ship? So not only do I think that you're absolutely right, they're going to be guys that go out on long tours mm -hmm. uh i shouldn't say guys that's 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 mm -hmm. last century there's going to be people there's mm -hmm. going to be crew mm -hmm. that go out for for long tours but we're right now look on the video you're seeing the beds that mm -hmm. you're seeing a row of beds this is listed as a crew of one to seven persons mm -hmm. all right i think we're going to see some people that they might say oh we've got a five person crew and we log on 
I don't know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. or mm -hmm. whatever time. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, as I, I'm not allowed to say which one, but I spent a little bit of time back when I was a recon Marine on insertions through United States Navy subs. Mm -hmm. And in a submarine, you've got your blue crew and your gold crew. I think we're going to see some people that are going to blue and gold crew these types of ships where you've got a seven-person crew. Mm. You might have four people on blue crew, three people on gold crew, mm -hmm. and you see Mondays and, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it's me, Dark Knight, Griff, and Gigi mm -hmm. as a crew. Mm -hmm. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, it's Fast Cart, Jade, and Fist to Face as a crew. And we sort of share the ship. We pass messages like Griff is the captain of Gold Crew, and Gigi, or sorry, uh, Jade is the captain of Blue Crew. And you guys pass each other notes with like, here's where we left off, here's mm. what we're working on, here's the whatever. And we just work it all out as a seven-person fam, mm -hmm. like a polyam belter fam mm -hmm. of like, we split the money, but we're working together to accomplish the goals. And I think that's beautiful. And and, yeah. you're, keep, and you're keeping the money going basically, mm -hmm. you know, in a constant, right? Yeah, you don't have to mm -hmm. stop making money. Mm -hmm. And right. you were very, yeah. very right because Juju does not want to captain anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. No desire to captain anything bigger than something only I can fit in. Mm. <laughs> and see, I, I I like the pilots, so there you go. You had a crew. Everything, DK. <laughs> I never want to fly anything bigger than my Titan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy that's smoking a roach by the back, going like, "Yeah, I'm taking care of checking the fuel levels." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and, and he's smoking by the fuel. You notice that smoking? Right. He's smoking. <laughs> There's always that. There's always that dude that's like with the oxygen tank next to him with a lit up cigarette. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay. Yo. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No problem. Here's the thing, bro. Think about is a combat engineer. Like they just will try to blow anything up. That's just how they attempt to fix things: is blow it up and see if that works. I love it. Yo, and Chris. that's all that's gonna happen. It's him back there with. <laughs> I love Griff, it. Griff, you, you know I'm a Marine. Don't expect oh, yeah. me to be bright. I know. Hey, I get it, brother. Yeah, I get it. Marine, I get okay? it. So I feel you. I get it. And, and he'd be the one we trust the most, probably, because he'll know the job better than anybody else. That's why he knows he can smoke, you know? Uh, right. I, listen, I had a combat engineer tell me that, oh, you know, it takes spark and energy. We're fine. Oh, he's just like, I'm like, dude, what is that explosive? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, Are you God. insane? I'm going home. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, we're, we're going to go ahead and move on a little bit past the video here because uh, because I think we got a general idea, but I want to talk about some of the highlights. And then we're going to go over some of the Q&A questions. Believe it or not, gang, CIG did a three-part Q&A for this ship when it came out. There was that much interest and that many questions about it. We're going to just highlight some of them, but we'll give you guys the links that you can check it out if you're interested in the Starfarer and the Gemini because there were some really good answers, even given back at that time. Um, and, and so we're going to kind of just kind of move on past this video a little bit and, and get into the nitty-gritty of some other stuff. Um, I'm going to show you guys a, a couple of photos here. 
Oh, wow. Papadoc, thank you for the resubscription. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Papadoc. Nine months subscribe with us. Papadoc, one of our good supporters. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is the current version of the Miss Starfarer that we've seen now. It's pretty close to the one that now. By the way, you guys might have noticed that this ship has been tweaked several times. They have done little things to it to kind of bring it up. Um, we had talked about earlier about metrics and scale and all that good stuff. And one of the things that they talked about when they made the Starfarer that took a while was that they actually designed it so that it could be designed for PvP gameplay. And I'm not talking about they have like wars on it, but what they're saying is that when there's a boarding party or something, they wanted to make sure that there was enough room in the areas. Like if you notice when you go up the stairwells, they're not very narrow, they're kind of wide. That's mm. what allowed, instead of just one person, because you wouldn't have that big wide staircase under any other circumstance in space. But they did create some wider spaces that there could be gameplay inside of this ship. So if somebody was going to do a boarding party, for example, and this ship is interesting because there's multiple ways to get on this ship. It, there really are. Uh, and so trying to defend or, you know, where do you lock down areas so people can't get to you would be really interesting on a Starfare. Um, but that's one of the, shot, the shots that we have for it. Another one we have is this one from the rear. And this is what they were talking about earlier about the uh, fueling arm for the ship. Um, that, that fueling arm extends out from the lower level below that um, catwalk area on the ship. Um, and then just recently on ISC, uh, we saw uh, a video that kind of demonstrated what this is looking like because they now have it in white box or gray box and they're going to be releasing it pretty soon because as you guys know refueling is coming up soon but before we get to that this is a picture from way 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 back if you go to the um the original pledge page this was some of the information that they had uh in regard to the starfare uh some of you all know that the starfare is capable of uh carrying fuel that's one of the big things that it's known for is refueling but the tanks can also be used for other things other than fuel and so um, I'm going to cut back here in a second and let you guys see um, some of the other things that they talk about. But of course, that fueling arm and fueling is the main thing. Uh, the two front tanks, the ones that are closest to you or closest to the front of the ship are actually the refineries for the ship. If you'll notice when you guys look at the Starfare, you'll see. Now, unfortunately, I don't have a good side view of the ship. But when you look at the ship, now you can't see it from there. Um, from the side, you'll see that the two front tanks are kind of black. They have a different uh -huh. look to them. And then the ones in the back have a different chrome look. Those front ones are the refineries uh, for the ship. Um, and the ones in the front are a little bit skinnier and a mm -hmm. good bit longer. Yep. They're a different shape mm -hmm. than the others. Yep. yep, absolutely. So let me show you guys a quick video that we just saw from ISC just recently with them now showing you that they are working on being able to get the uh, fueling arm going. First up, let's take an early look at progress on refueling currently in active development. Now the sprint here was for the EU PU feature team to see if it was possible to build on work previously done by the EU vehicle tech team for docking, using that as a foundation to push the existing tech further. Now there was some minor skepticism before it was attempted, but everyone involved was thrilled to discover this early test working directly out of the box. It's an auspicious start and a wonderful example of the way one team's work is often used to support another's in game development. Now there's still no yet, but with the foundation already in place, we can expect development of this feature to continue unabated over the coming months. 
So um, one of the things they told us about refueling with this ship is that you can do it a couple different ways. One of them that you can do it where your ship has come to a complete stop and the refueler shows up and you ease forward and basically line up similar to how the docking is done with the 890 and other ships in the game right now and you can be refueled. The other thing that they told us about is that you can refuel while moving, but they said it's it will be a bit dangerous and a bit, <laughs> you're gonna have to have some skills to do that, okay? That, that you're gonna have to have some skills to be moving at the same time while refueling. Um, let me go to uh, Gigi. Gigi, would you be cool with being like the operator back there in the back for that arm, making sure that everything's cool? Are you uh, nervous about refueling just in general or, or are you just gonna make sure you refuel at a station and call it a day? Um, I think I could probably do it <clears throat> as long as we were at a standstill. Okay. Okay. I do not know that I would be trying to do that while, while flying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I got I got pretty steady hands. I can make it work. Okay. And I got a pretty good eye, and mm -hmm. I got a pretty you know. But I'm just I'm not I'm not doing that in motion. No. Okay. Absolutely not. But, gotcha. And not in motion, sure. Okay. Kai, what about you? So I've gotten a chance to lay in the back bed of a KC-135, the refuelers that do yeah. that, yeah. or the Air Force. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can tell you, it starts exactly like that, mm -hmm. where that arm goes down. Mm -hmm. But then the part that you're missing from that is in a KC-135, mm -hmm. the tube then extends out oh. like five right. times mm -hmm. as long. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's because, oddly enough, when you're dealing with a flying fuel tank, mm -hmm. You generally don't want to have fighter planes moving really, really to it like that. Like right. that mm -hmm. right there would scare the living <laughs> hell out of me. I would say for sure I would do it in a situation where the plane behind me is not moving. Right. And, mm -hmm. With an arm that low, mm -hmm. with a, with an arm that small, mm -hmm. that, that, yeah, no, I mm -hmm. would not do that moving because... That's a good way to die. Yeah. In a, a real fiery good way ball. To yeah. 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 Easy. Yeah, no. A yeah. real good way to take a forever nap. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. But, uh, DK, but yeah, you? that's that's crazy. Yeah. DK, what about you? Yeah, I was actually going to bring up the KC-135. Uh, you know probably moving at a little bit slower speed to what we are at a star fair and whatever ship is going to be also be attached to you know <laughs> getting refueled and like i mentioned that arm extends uh quite a ways and have to be some uh pretty good pilots to be mm -hmm. able to do something like that or even not just a good pilot whoever's operating the boom arms got to be really good mm -hmm. at what they do mm -hmm. uh because that's the that's the serious connection point right there you can have some you know your piloting skills could be a little bit off uh but as long as you, you if you got a good boom operator for that then yeah mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's going to be challenging now i know that's challenging we get to the q a there are going to be some questions because people have asked like how many ships can we expect to be refueled, things of that nature. And CIG has not really nailed those numbers down. They've given us some general ideas of, of how much a full Starfarer can refuel. Uh, so we, we will touch on that a little bit. But um, someone mentioned earlier about having like the beer version of it. And there's already somebody who's beat you to that idea, <laughs> as you can see. Uh, someone is already feeling that yep. they're going to be delivering their Guinness uh out the folks instead of fuel so i know i i'm sure test squadron probably commissioned that because uh that would be something that they would be into um here's another image i want to talk about though gang um 
And some of you may not know this, some of you may. Uh, one of the other things that they've talked about for the ship is this. Um, these are cargo dry pods that they've talked about in the early days that were also adaptable to be used on the Starfarer. Now, most of the time when people have talked about the Starfarer, it's always been in relation to fuel. But these are considered for dry cargo. So that could be things such as grain, things of that nature that could be loaded into these. They call them store-all containers. And these could be also used as a means of transport because the cargo, uh, the, the, um, the Starfarer and the Gemini are technically also cargo ships to a certain degree. Um, my question I want to ask to the panel here, and I'll go to, I'll go to uh, Kai first this time. Uh, Kai, do you see practicality in this? I mean, are, you know, it, it, when we talk about fuel, 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 uh, the cool thing about this is that it can fuel in space. It could land at a, at a, at a, somebody's uh, base, uh, a org base, or it could land at a homestead and do local fueling. Uh, but what about this cargo thing? Do you think there's some, uh, people would be kind of also using the ship as a dual role to also do some maybe transporting things using a Starfarer? So that depends to me. Um, mm -hmm. If that cargo pod is like a permanently secured, attached part of the ship that does not detach. It does. It I, does. It, just so you'll know. It does. Okay. It does. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, if it didn't, I see no reason to use that over a C2, however, okay. or an M2. Mm -hmm. However, since it does, I can tell you as somebody who's deployed to weird situations in the field mm -hmm. before where you're somewhere supporting drug eradication uh, operations where you're operating as a guest of the you know Nicaraguan army or Colombian army or mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. and you get a, a supply drop somewhere I could see a situation where you've got a 10-man team, a 20-man team that's deployed in-field, downfield, mm -hmm. and you're in a situation where it's like, boom, you just, you fly over, you mm -hmm. detach, you I drop, you know, they pop smoke, you drop on their smoke, and now the guys go in there and they pull out all of their resupply, and also while they're at it, a, a tumbrel, you know, technical or whatever that is going to, go out there and have some fun mm -hmm. downfield. Okay. So yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gigi, what do you think about that? Cause you're one of those people who are into like the whole support utility thing. Do you think that would be something feasible other than just the fueling and stuff like that? Um, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really think so. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems to one kind of defeat the purpose of the ship. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you wanted to take out cargo, then why not have a cargo ship? Okay. This one's not going to do you a whole lot of favors because it's going to be bait. It's going to be built to transport fluid. Okay. Um, so when your your fuel tanks aren't your cargo space, you're going to have much less cargo space mm -hmm. than if you were to take out a ship that would drink as much gas as this one, but had way more actual space to use okay. on it. Okay. Can I, Griff, can I change my answer real quick? Yeah. I agree now with Gigi, because thinking about it, I'm thinking from the mindset of a Marine who's dealing with RC-135s or, or 140 gunships that are mm -hmm. like, like planes, 
Right. Now that I think about it from an idea of a spaceship, they could just come VTOL and land in a field somewhere and mm -hmm. unload your stuff. So now, like, it makes way more sense when you're talking about dropping cargo in a pod from a plane. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about spaceships, they can just come straight down and land like a helicopter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to change my answer. Okay. All right. I'll take that for a dollar. Dark Knight, what about you? You think the cargo oh. pods are feasible? I think the cargo pods are feasible. I mean, it depends on what you're using, what your use case scenario is. Um, you know, I always think about uh, multitasking uh, when it comes to flying. So if I'm in, you know, for me and my Genesis Starliner, uh, I'm going to be doing passengers and cargo is going to be going along with it because mm -hmm. that's a secondary uh, mode uh, or secondary income source. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have enough passengers, you better believe I'm going to have valuable cargo going with it to, uh, you know, to, to offset the cost. If I'm in a star fair and I don't have a whole bunch of fuel that needs to be delivered, mm -hmm. I can also deliver cargo. Or maybe I'm dropping off fuel to a um, to a ground post or, okay. or outpost, something like that, and mm -hmm. they need fuel and they need medical supplies. I can do both. Okay. You know, it's, it could be some one of those things. Okay. Yeah, dry cargo in between fuel, uh, fuel runs fast cart. Right. Okay. Okay. Let me let me go to something that I think every, I agree with everybody. Believe it or not, I think that Kai, you mentioned the only to me specialized reason for using it for cargo. I saw it as those store all containers being exactly what you said. <clears throat> other star, other ships that have to bring cargo have got to unload whatever it is they bring in. So mm -hmm. they've got to offload, they've got to use a tractor beam, they've got to do this, that, and the other to get whatever it is off their ship. Uh, if it's a C2, you've got to be able to get in, drive it up the ramps, get in, blah, 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 get it out, and all that other stuff. I saw this more as a drop situation, where if I'm going to go somewhere and you tell me we need something left or dropped in one of those store all containers, I'm dropping it, hitting the ground, and leaving. That's it, I'm leaving the container behind. Whoever's there at that homestead or that base or whatever can come get that stuff whenever they want to. If you tell me to drop it off in some in some trees somewhere and y'all want to roll out there and pick it up later, that's fine. But what I've what I've done is eliminate that whole offloading, onloading process by me dropping that container. That's the only thing for me that I saw this being practical for because like both you and Gigi said. Because now you, you gotta get back the cost of your container. Well well, well here's the deal too. Because, yeah, because, because that's an issue. You know what I mean? Like the containers being dropped there. Like you said, maybe if it's my org or my group, that's fine. But all I'm saying is I just see that being a very exclusive reason for having those where I could just drop and get out and that's it. Whoever's on the ground is going to handle getting it off, finding it, all that other stuff. Um, but, but that's the only thing that really kind of made sense because my other problem is when I'm looking at who are the other cargo ships that we have in game that can land everybody's got to spend time getting it off their ship. Dropping sure. it in closed container says, boom, it's dropped, it's gone, I'm leaving. Y'all pick it up, here's the coordinates, go pick it up. But that's the can only I, thing for me. Go ahead, Kai. Can I change your mind real quick, Griff? Sure, go ahead. All right, you hover over at a thousand feet mm -hmm. in a C2. And just you push it out. Back, <laughs> you open up the back ramp on the road. And push it out. <laughs> you push it out with a parachute on it. And that thing drops right out to the location <laughs> in the trees. No unloading, no hassle, no fuss, no fuss. You raise the ramp and you roll. Right, if they give us the parachutes, then I'll agree with you. That's the one thing we got to wait for is to see if they give us the parachutes. Yeah. Let me send out some love to Mad Style. Mad Style, thank you for the 10 subs. Thank you. Y'all send Mad Style some love. Mad Style is always supporting us. Thank you, Mad Style, for that. Uh, 10 great subs for folks out here to hook them up today. 
Uh, hey, yeah. Griff, let me throw mm -hmm. in on that, too. Mm -hmm. um, what about the uh, the Sikorsky helicopters that are basically built for cargo? They come down, they drop, they pick up. Uh, and, yeah, and with the, they say, the ones that drop move. over and pick them up and go. Right. Pick up containers I, 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 that's the type of, tanks that's, and stuff. Yeah. That's the type of view I'm seeing this for. That, and, and that's why I said it's very exclusive. It's not going to be all the time. You know, it's a very specific thing that I could see them using it for. Uh, because mm -hmm. it's really that because they told us that onloading and offloading, even right now with the Taurus, right? We just got the Taurus. It's got the tractor beam. You still got to take time to beam that stuff out of the cargo hold, get it set out. I'm just saying, drop that container. I'm, I'm thinking about like with my daughter when she's in college. You know, they had them containers where they go they load their stuff up from their college room. You just fill that container up and leave it, and then somebody comes and I picks it up and takes off. From Mad Style. Oh my Never God, style. Mad Style! <laughs> Mad Style, put the bottle down. Thank you so much. Okay, we we, we do appreciate it, though. You know we do. We love you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. You know, we'll see what they do. Now, mind you, that was concept. So I want you to understand Don't. that we may not ever see them cargo containers. Them store. I've heard about the store alls, but what? Because they're one of the companies in the game. Whether we see them come up for the Gemini and the Starfire, it, we may never see it. But it was a concept drawing that they had at one point. So, so, so I, have a, I have a question. Yeah. Who who else is going to pick up the bottle and drop some subs? Because we got to <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's start a contest. Get everybody. <laughs> oh my God! Don't get them started. Okay. Let's 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 talk about some of these Q and As, and and uh, and we're going to highlight some of them. Gigi, you got the doc up finally because I want if you could read the first one, that would be cool. Uh, and we can kind of talk about it a little bit. <clears throat> have it i think i got it okay the stuff air oh the first one you want mm -hmm. me to read the first one yeah first okay. one uh -huh. can the star fairs underslung fuel tanks be swapped out for holding straight cargo containers okay answer was you can go ahead and answer it mm -hmm. oh the answer is yes standardized sterile containers can be used instead of fuel tanks though if you're only interested in cargo, a whole series ship might be a better choice. Less wasted space on fuel pipes. There we go. That right to your point. All right. Uh, Kai, would you take the second one? Can the tanks explode? Can <laughs> not, they be used? Not, oh, wait, that that one. Yeah, you're he's ready to blow up everything. Go hey, look, look, under, look under QA highlights. That engineer I was talking about, he it's, went straight to blowing everything I, up. I know. It's the one that says, will official. You got the second question, will official. You see it? Oh, okay, here, here. I'm pulling it up now. Okay. I, I'm sorry, I hopped to the wrong thing. That's okay. Uh, wait, under the Q and A. Uh -huh. Here we go. You got the second one. Will, uh, will, will official. Will official. Will official. Uh, no, I'm. <clears throat> you know what? Skip you, me. And okay. Go, go, I'll go, to, go to. You got a DK? Yeah, I'm on the wrong yep. thing. So, will official fuel stations buy fuel from you while in the Starfare? Yes, and I assume yes because there are fueling trucks just like in real life. They're basically just like in real life. Mm -hmm. Not only can they fuel your ship or your vehicle from off site, but they can also go to a fuel station and drop off fuel. Mm -hmm. I, I think we've all been at a gas station at the wrong time and seen that <laughs> yep. giant and truck. And see the fueling trucks getting there, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, great, let me go anywhere else. Bye. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now, what this does, though, it shows that there's a game loop there that's always yeah. going to be existing, right? Now, how will, how will we find out which stations want the fuel? We'll be a part of that probably, too. But mm -hmm. you may be able to get that contract that says Cryastro Station out, you know, orbiting, you know, Daymar. I'm just picking something random that's not real. Needs to have, is a fuel shortage, right? You go out there, you do your fuel harvesting, 
come back, sell it, boom, you make your money. Okay. Imagine how many guys are going to be busy hauling out during the rally. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Let's hit that next one. Kai, have you got it yet? Can the t- wait? Yeah, that's the one. Can the Star yeah, Ferry? Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. Just making sure. Yep. Can the Star Ferry carry cargo and fuel at the same time? I.e., left side fuel, right side cargo. And the answer is yes. This would be accessed through the cargo management system we recently detailed during the Hall series release. Okay, boom. So there you go. Um, you can Makes have a, a manifest being able to carry both if you need to. I think Dark Knight, you gave that example of maybe you're going someplace where you're doing fuel and medical supplies, or maybe you're mm-hmm. doing grain because it's agriculture, you know, something like that. Or you're delivering water. Doesn't have to be fuel, yeah. right? Could be water, Could be right? Water. But mm-hmm. the flexibility Anything. of doing that is is there. Okay, I'll do the next one. Can the tanks explode? Can they be used as a tactical weapon mid-flight? Under certain circumstances, the tanks can certainly explode. We intend to work out the actual physics, so it won't be a direct exploding barrel situation. For example, hydrogen doesn't explode in a vacuum in the way that you might imagine. As for tactical weapons, well, that's up to you. Is the potential Starfarer variant an armored mine layer? Interesting. Now, now look. Potential. You got the smoothest voice here, so I ain't mad at you for reading that one. But I really wanted to read the one about exploding stuff. <laughs> I should I should have put this one ahead and get back to you. I, I wish I should have given it to you. Okay, Gigi, would you get that next one? Okay. Okay. Will the source of natural fuel that Starfarers collect fuel from, i.e. gas giants, be relatively close to safe space? Also, will the amount of Starfarers collecting at the sources affect the output or production? Will these resources ever run out for a particular location? The answer is there will be gas giants throughout the galaxy. Roughly 75% of the star systems we have built to date include at least one. The number of starfarers shouldn't really deplete them. Gas giants are very, very big. Okay. So, Wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 75% of star systems we have built to date. Well, how old is this? No, yeah, let's, 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 be, let's be specific about that, I right? I'm going to theorycraft on that. Ooh, no, right, exactly, exactly. Because we don't know what that meant back when they wrote this, right? <laughs> If they only had five systems, then four of them had, or what is it, four systems, oh, three right. of them had it, right? So, keep in mind, though, keep in mind, though, like when you're writing a book, mm-hmm. the first thing you do is the outline. For yeah. all we True. know, at the time that they did this, they already had 200 star systems, but it was just mm-hmm. the outline. It was like, yeah. we're going to have this, this, and this. That don't mean it's a system. That right. just means it's a conceptual system. And, yep. and to, and to yep. your point, what point. I, I, think, I think where we can be safe with it, Dark Knight, is the fact that out of all the systems that we have on the star map, they're just letting us know that three quarters of them will have that possibility. Right. So that no, I think I just, that's I the like safe place to go. Oh, I know, I know. I yeah, you don't want to infer that uh, all the systems are done. I get it. Trust Confirm. me. I get but it. Got, all the systems are built. I get it. I get it. Trust <laughs> me. All right, Kai. Kids, who's the kid? Kai's got the next one. Yeah, I, the one I'm interested. When flying a starfare, will NPCs ever hail us? For an in-flight fill-up, this seems like it could be a good way to make a little extra money. For for the fuel, would cost more than normal station refill, but the request would also be a pirate trap. And the response from CIG is, that's right, Johnny, watch your shit. <laughs> a 
No, no. Their response was, absolutely. Any role we imagine in Star Citizen will be used for NPC mission generation. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, good, 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 good question, right? Um, when you guys get that call, and, and I know we've talked about this in relation to pyro, because CIG told us that crossing pyro is no small task on a fuel aspect. I think they even alluded to the fact that it's going to be very difficult for any ship to cross pyro on one tank of fuel, right? Because mm -hmm. pyro is a big system. Um, mm -hmm. Let me ask the question, Dark Knight, you're on a Starfare with your crew. You get a call to go to pyro three. What are going to be some of those things that you might put in place to ensure that when you arrive that, you know, whether it's a pirate, whether it's a trader, that you are going to be safe when you arrive there? What are some things you're going to try to maybe think about? First of all, I better have a crew on board. Okay. At least somebody to man some of those turrets. Mm. And then I'm also probably in Pyro going to want to have at least one or two escorts that's going to come with me. Okay. And preferably a larger ship that's going to have more turrets, but supposing, but, but at least a few fighters that are going to come with me. Okay. And then I want to make sure that I'm going to have medical. I'm going to have, make sure I'm going to have all the whole, the whole nine yards when it comes to a crew, because I want to make sure that we're going to get there and we get back mm. <laughs> you know? and maybe have somebody scout it out. Just go down there and check out. Is this person a viable per or, or a, a trustworthy person to deal with mm. in this particular system to help out? Otherwise, do I, do I really want to go all the way down there and find out that this person is about to, you know, set us up, <laughs> you know, and mm. ambush us with the whole group of Xeno? <laughs> Who knows, you know? Mm. Okay. Gigi, what about you? Any precautions you'd be thinking about, or would you, or would you avoid those gigs? Might be lucrative, but would you, would you just say it's not worth the money? How would you view it? I am the most careful person you ever met because I can't fight nobody. <laughs> so I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to bother <laughs> with it. You better. I hope somebody else comes and help you. Otherwise, you're gonna float along in space waiting for me to come to give you some fuel. Mm. I got nothing for you, buddy. <laughs> Hope you got a beacon. My bad. Okay. Deuces. Okay. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> Kai, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it depends on the situation. It okay. depends on what you're rigged for, what you're crewed for, what your, you have to have a mission statement when you head out in a ship like that, where you say, you know, look, we ain't helping nobody. We're just here to refuel our org or yep. we're out for mm -hmm. the work mm -hmm. and we're picking up people here and there. You have to look at the system that you're in. If you're in Stanton, it's decent enough to get around. If you're mm -hmm. in Tamsa, where you're talking over 300 AUs, mm -hmm. like that's the job. You're out there to make money. It's like yeah, it's risky picking up strangers, but if you're a taxi, that's the job. You got to do what you got to do. Mm. So, like, I think stuff like this is going to come down to sort of having a prepared mission statement, having parameters that you're operating in, uh, dealing with your crew where you figure out as a group what level of risk you're willing to accept and, and the situations, and then just follow your parameters, hope for the best. And uh, when in need, try to make sure you got a couple of moves up your sleeve, either 
people in system that you can run to or mm. the call to or a jump, an exfil plan, something. Mm. I liked something yeah. you said, DK, about, you know, is it worth having, I'm talking about on a risky mission now, not just on a standard one, but on a risky mission, is it worth having someone who goes ahead of you? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe, you know, if you're in a pirate area, because I'm, I'm sure, you know, the reality is that there are going to be some resources that people need, right? Pirates will need, you know, uh, is that person that goes ahead of you, your negotiator, you know what I mean? Right. To make sure that things are cool before, you know, you come in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's, there is some pirate honor out there for some folks because you've got something they need. And if you're cutting them the right price, maybe you even strike a deal with them, you know, to say, Hey, right. we know you guys need stuff. You get matter of fact, we need a couple of your people to give us protection in and out. Maybe, you know, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you can strike some things. Maybe there's things in relation to money transfers that you do where a certain amount of money has to be transferred ahead of time before you end up doing it. There's a lot of things you right. can do to be flexible, but I think everybody's got their point about being cautious about being out in space because those needs mm-hmm. are going to be there. Um, there's going to be not the more, much more organized groups will probably already have those deals struck, right? If they right. can't, they'll, they'll right. do that. But you or will have those have together. Yeah, but you'll have those random folks out there. So it'll be interesting to see because like Gigi said, there's going to be some missions, you know, your your, your spidey senses are going to go off and you're going to be like, nope. Mm-mm, I don't care. I don't care how many zeros. I, don't, you, I mean, you, I mean, you guys have seen it with beacons before. You know, you see a beacon with some crazy amount of zeros behind yeah. it. And you're like, mm, no. and me coming to where you at? Yep. Nope. I don't think no. so. You know. So yeah. you also have a situation of like, here's the deal: pirates are going to need gas too. Yes, I'm saying. Oh, what what pirates need? But here's the thing, though. There's a situation where it might be like, yo, you're a thief, but you don't steal from me, so we cool. Yeah. No, nah, ain't no such thing because honor among thieves don't exist. When they need something from you, they will take it. Believe but you me. know what's funny, though? There is a written rule. There is a rule in the fuel rats. You do not attack a fuel rat. Now, that, now that's something that they do have. Now, if they could create that in our, and I hear the weather, it's going whether the community wants to buy that, right? Because if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, in Elite, if you go after the fuel rats, you get blackballed. Oh, you're going to get hammered. <laughs> People will come after you and hunt you down. Well, to a certain extent, but the, the fuel rats actually had to start up a group called, uh, I forget, it's called the, the few, the walrus. And the walrus is literally because for a while there, they were getting jumped. People were going after them. So they started up the walrus and it was literally a fuel rat would go out. But if like they had some reason to believe that you weren't quite right, then they would send along a couple of arm ships with it. Mm -hmm. And when you start, when you start something, then you get slapped. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. One of the things, the rules of the fuel rats is they're going to come to you. You shut your ship down and turn off weapons. Right. You turn off everything and shut down. Yeah. 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 The, um, I'm curious to see, and we've had this conversation before we've got a show coming up. Well, we we were going to be talking about medical, the whole medical career in a little bit, but I am curious about that same attitude when it comes to medical, because there are going to be ambulance runs, right? They're going to be people who eject out of their ship or their oxygen's running low while they're EVAing and they need to be picked up. And I'm curious as to what will be that honor bar. Cause you know, I talked about this before, you know, in, in war, there's a thing that if you see the, you know, the red cross on something, you don't fire on it. Right. And people can say, well, you know, gamers are not going to do that. Anything that's moving, they're going to shoot it. You know? So if a cutlass red rolls out there, I'm curious to see 
Well, we have to create protocols, like you said, Dark Knight, that if once we come in there in the system, we scan you, everything's got to be shut down. You know, mm-hmm. if you light up that ship one second while we're there, you know. They're blackballed. Or, you don't get any feel from anybody well, anymore. Well, yeah, well, you know, or you treat it as, as, <laughs> a, or you treat it as aggression at the very least, right? right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It'll be interesting to see whether or not these kind of things uh, germinate naturally where the community creates these like in-house rules about how do you how do you deal with when people come out to salvage you or mm-hmm. when they come out to uh, repair you. Like the Vulcans, you know, when you see a Vulcan go out, to do repairs or refuel. Now, some people might say, nah, they're also rearming. You know what I mean? It ain't just as refueling, you know, keeping them alive, but you're also giving them weapons and ammo, so they're a fair target. You know, and that might be what the community may respond to when it comes to a Vulcan. But but then again, when a Cutlass Red goes out, they might say, okay, it's an ambulance run. You know? But when, I mean, mm-hmm. that can go both ways. If mm-hmm. you look at it, let's say I create a Let's say I create a beacon, right? I create a contract saying, yo, mm-hmm. I, I need help. I need medical. Mm-hmm. So either A, that could be me being doing dirty, mm-hmm. trying to lure somebody out so I can jump them. Mm-hmm. But B, that could be somebody doing me dirty. I'm legitimately comatose typing in a beacon saying somebody pick me up and take me back to Orison. Mm-hmm. And somebody shows up and loots me instead. Like, there's going to be all sorts of intricacies and gray areas. And I think you're going to end up with people like going on Spectrum or going here, going there. I think like Rep is going to sort of be built on, hey, man, this guy jumped me. You know, this guy did dirty on whatever mm-hmm, side of mm-hmm. that equation, and then nobody else is going to want to deal with you or what? Like, this is going to be an interesting thing to see how that evolves. I'm, well, I'm glad you said rep, because one of the things that we will have via Moby is being able to look at the reputation of the person who's responding to you. You know, if I see five stars, that gives me some inclination mm-hmm. of who mm-hmm. you are, because, and I'm assuming with CIG, for those of you all who know, I was a former Uber driver. Um, when you were driving as an Uber driver, your reputation was not based on just because one or two people said something about you. It took a lot of people to say something about you for your rating to go up, to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't take very many to say bad stuff about you though. Less people could say bad about you and your rep would go down. So to be able to look and I see Kai and I look at his name and Kai's got four out of five stars, I might say, okay, this guy, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Maybe three stars, I might even give you to pay a little bit of attention. But if you got two stars or one star, I don't know, brother. You know, I don't well, know if I'm going to trust that. You know, you'll be like, you'll be like, uh, I look on the notes here and I see the last guy that rated you said, I came out to fix his broken leg and he shot me in the head. Zero stars. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. Right, yep. exactly, exactly. In fact, Chirp Rodriguez said it. He's just like, yeah, it's feedback rating. It's already in there in the menu. And yeah, it's going to be one of those things. It's going to rank your trustworthiness. Yeah. Are you trustworthy for me to help you out? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dark Knight, could you hit that last question? The one right, the one where he read right above. Could you hit that one? The yep. one that Kai read? Thanks, bud. So I'm interested in the possibility of skimming fuel from gas giants. Any idea where they're going with that? Seems like the perfect chance for procedural generation since you don't even need a ground. This is one of the Starfarer's primary goals. You can see in one of the concept pieces we put together for this promotion, the filter is in the nose of the ship. So you need to fly down into the outer atmosphere to collect fuel. So basically fly down into, into Crusader and open up the, probably open up some kind of a uh, venting system mm-hmm. and allow it to trap in the fuel. Mm-hmm. Can I can I ask y'all a question about that? Mm-hmm. 
I could have sworn that I had heard at some point since then, after that was posted, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it was sort of retcon that it's like, oh, we don't know about the whole skimming thing. It's just going to be like, it's not that they didn't say, mm -hmm. it's not that they said it wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's that when they talked about what it was going to do, they didn't mention that. And mm -hmm. as such, is this a thing that we're all now wondering, like, is this still viable or is this still whatever? Yeah. See, this was kind of weird to me because I, you know, they keep talking about skimming and I, you know, I can't help but think about Elite Dangerous when I think about that fueling process because that's what mm -hmm. we do when we do it in there. You know, we do it over, you know, certain types of stars. Um, I always pictured in Star Citizen that it was going to be gaseous anomaly. I never really even gave very much about gas giants per se because I just never thought about it that way. So I'm not sure. In chat, maybe you guys have some thoughts or heard something about this because I think Kai raises a good point. I do remember there was some questioning. They, they hadn't made up a decision yet about how they would do it. And again, this is from the original Q&A when the ship first came out and was being pledged. So as I mentioned earlier, some of this information may not be there yet. Um, Gigi says, I'm not Gigi, Jade says, gas giants have much higher density of gas Oh, the I gas clouds in space. Okay, too, so it's better yeah. than doing them there. Okay, all right. Yeah. Now, the only reason why I asked about that it was, remember that earlier question that we read uh, earlier about fuel, where was it that? Da, 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 da. The one that I think Dark Knight read earlier, will the source of natural gas and star be collected from gas mm. giants? And they mentioned that 75% of the star systems will have gas giants in them. So I'm assuming that, and they mentioned in relation to fuel. So because mm -hmm. they mentioned that, I would assume that that's where most people will want to get it from from those sources. Um, and maybe they're going to have different types of fuel. Because it made uh, mm -hmm. with the, was it a freelancer Dur mm -hmm. that has the different types of recirculating fuel that can be used in their tanks? Well, the so you can harvest different fuels? Yes, is that, the Dur is... Me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, the Dur, there are three ships in the game that have refineries. Mm. The Dur is one. The Starfarer is one, and the, oh shoot, we just talked about this not too long ago. Does anybody remember who oh, the, the, the third um, one is? Anybody in chat remember? I, it's the Durr, the yeah, Starfarer. No, 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 not, yeah, the 100i has a refinery, but it's, a, it's, it's, it's got a different flow digital. system. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's somebody else. Orion? No, no, it's not the Orion. I forgot now. Maybe it is the 100. Maybe maybe it is the 100. But it's it's some it's another. I'm, I'm trying to run all the ships through my head real quick. And yeah, that's no, not I, easy I to remember do. that it was super right, super right. speculated that the Nomad was going to have a refiner, and then when they dropped it, they were mm -hmm. like, "Nope, it doesn't." Yeah, and they no, were like, it doesn't. Oh. no, no, no. I can't. I can't think it was. Yeah, I know it has an intake, but but it, it's. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's maybe it is the 100. Maybe thing. it is. Maybe yeah. it is. I keep feeling well, like it's something does... else. That one does hydrogen fuel. Right. Hydrogen fuel scoops, yeah. Because the Starfarer can refine quantanium for, or can right. refine quantum fuel. It's the Dur, the space. Okay, I'll, you know, I'm going to try and pull up that fueling uh, thing on the RSI yeah, site because they listed, they listed on there. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a very good question. Um, and, and again, Kai, I, I hear you. I, again, I remember them saying that they were still debating about that whole thing of, because remember, there was even, if some of you might even remember when this ship came out, people assumed that this ship was going to do Quantanium. Do you guys remember that? 
And then yeah, when they, they, they it told it was going to be liquid, right? And the gas. And then when they told people that it wasn't, there were people who were upset because they bought the Starfare thinking that they were going to be able to supply quantanium fuel. And they were like, no, quantanium is an entirely different, <laughs> different thing. Now, they did tell us that after the ship came out, but, you know, it would have been interesting. Um, it says, I'm looking up, it says the Vulcan, perhaps? No, it's not the Vulcan. For refuel, repair? No, that, that, that does refuel and repair. I'm talking about refining. But it doesn't refine it. Okay. Yeah. Tech, I'll, I'll right. think of it. I'll probably think of it as soon as we get off the show. Going, I'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll think of it later. Okay. Anyway, I, I, that, that's the bulk of everything, gang, that we hit about this particular, uh, this particular ship, the Starfare and the Gemini. Um, again, um, these, I think these are both in game right now. We talked about that. We said the one was around, they're both over just 6 million. Um, over 6 million. And, and again, um, this is one of the new, um, well, not new, but one of the, yeah, one of the new mechanics that's going to be finally introduced into the game is refueling. Uh, I'm hoping that like Kai, as you said, I'm hoping that when we're at citizen con that we, because the, there's the possibility of us seeing them step into pyro that maybe we'll start to see them bring this ship to life with this new mechanic as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, those of you who got the Starfarer in its early days, Ops Chief, thank you for the 15 month Prime thank subscribe. You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, seven, yeah, hey, Ops, thank you. Plinticus, thank you for the follow. Hooting Night Owl, thank you for the follow as well. I didn't get to give you guys shout outs a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to these ships. When these ships first came out, they were Williams Knight. Thank you for the follow as well. Um, these ships were 175, 185, I think, and like 200, One, something like that. Yep. 175 and 200, mm -hmm. and now it's the 175 is up to 300. Yep. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you guys this one more time. One more time. Um, Thanks, Colossal. So he confirmed it. The 100 series is that third ship. It is the fuel. Okay. It is the third ship. Yeah, I was just reading it. So too. I, I want to I want to uh, reiterate this. Many of the ships that were early concept, the ships that were prior to 2015, 2016, quite a few of them were done before CIG had its metrics put together. What we mean by that is that the ships were originally just concept drawings, but over time they started realizing that each ship had to have its own design. Uh, its own look, but then also the spacing. In other words, where components fit in comparison to human perspective and all this other stuff, door sizes and all that stuff, okay? Later ships, that all was factored in, but on these earlier ships, it wasn't. And one of the things that happened to the Starfare is that it grew. It grew in mm -hmm. size because once they started looking at those metrics, it, it not only did it grow in size, when it grew in size, guess what else it grew in? Price. Awesome. <laughs> okay? Price, of course. it grew, okay? <laughs> There have been other ships that they've already showed us the same thing with. The Orion has grown twice its size from when it first came out because it was an early concept. Um, we're expecting that maybe the Genesis Starliner might get a little bit of that love too. Mm -hmm. The Banu Merchantman might get a little bit of that love. Now we're not talking about necessarily doubling in size, but we are talking about growth. Now to give you a hint, when the Carrick was done, the carrot grew an additional almost 25 meters or 30 meters, 40 meters, but they reduced it because it got too big. They got rid of some of the things that were in it. Some of you remember the concept drawings for the carrot. It had a spiral staircase in it and a whole bunch of other locations. They, they took some of that stuff out because they, they, they had an idea about how big the carrot should be. They didn't want to get into this super big ship. So I'm telling you this because if there are ships that you want to support, 
and you know they might grow in size. <laughs> you might want to get them before they come into reality. But I'm not telling you to spend money necessarily either. Just know that the ship's cost will change. I think, uh, what was the one ship that came out? Uh, the Prowler. When the Prowler came out, the price for it was cheaper to get in game than it was to pay for it. And people were getting Prowlers left and right. And then they went in and readjusted it and raised the price for the Prowler. Um, so some of these ships are going to cost a lot more when they come out, just so you guys will know that. So I'm not saying go spend the money, but I'm just saying if it's something you really, really want and you get it at a good price, but there's only a few ships left that left left like that. There, there A lot of these ships are going to grow in price and size as we go along. So, all right, I'm going to stop rambling about that. I just wanted to throw that in. Um, Gigi, thank you so much for being here tonight. Appreciate that. Sharing with us your ideas about pirates and that you ain't giving a hoot about nobody. It's in a, in a pirate system. I don't care about pirates at all. I hope they all die. Dark, dark night. As as always, thank oh, you for what yes. you share with us today. Appreciate having Absolutely. you here. Fun night as usual. As always, always a good time. I want y'all to know how much I love y'all. Hear me out. I forgot I was supposed to be on the show today. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> and um, I was just sitting on my bed chilling. At 15 minutes, um, at 15 minutes to start 15, time. 15, 20 minutes to start time, okay? <laughs> and then Griff sent out the link for us to, like, be putting up our videos. And I am sitting on my bed with my face a hot mess and everything else. <laughs> and I got my face and myself together for y'all in 15 minutes <laughs> to be here. And I just want y'all to know what that means. <laughs> Because I've never done that ever. <laughs> it takes me like three hours to get dressed. Okay. Thank you, Gigi. So y'all better appreciate you. this. We love Look at you. my face. Do you see how upset I am? I don't have on makeup. Well, we appreciate you being we here. We love you and so much. Thank you. <laughs> They have never seen oh, me without makeup. That smile in the house. What is this? And, 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 and nobody has said anything bad about you. I think you're still lovely, even a though you didn't get to do house. your thing. You didn't get to do your normal thing. So that's that's called natural beauty. There right? you go. That's right. There you go. There you go. And Kai, thank you for joining us tonight. Oh man, I said I woke up this way. Yeah, there you go. I'm pretty sure I woke up like this. But you're so cute. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You guys are nice. I love you all. Bye. All right. All right. I just want you to know 20 minutes before this show started, I was laying in bed. Sober. I did not have a chance to get my face together. No. Uh, yeah, it's it's always good hanging out with you guys. Um, yeah, much love. Hi, thank Kai, you. Kai, thank you. And yeah. again, Kai, thank you. Listen, we had a great time on Kai's show on Friday night. We hung out with yeah. him and Kate and Tweaked and the, his whole crew. They were just a lot of fun. And we talked about Star Citizen. We talked about Elite. We talked about No Man's Sky. And we just had a blast. Fast Cart, Dark Knight, and myself. And we really appreciate the invite to hang out with your community as well. Yeah. And for those of you who came over from from Kai's community. Thank you guys uh, for hanging out and supporting him and supporting us tonight. Um, thank everybody here who uh, joined in on chat and threw in all the great ideas and helping us out in chat tonight. Um, let's see, Dark Knight, I'm gonna go ahead and change the page and you mm -hmm. can talk about our, uh, I don't even know if you know what this show is because this is going into the next month. I, no, 
Is it next month? No, we got one more one more show this month. This is the last one. And I don't even think you've even seen the title for this particular show. So why don't you, let me think. Have you seen this one? Hold on, I'm taking a look now. I don't know. It just came up on screen. See if you see if you if you recognize that title. If you know what it's about. If not, <laughs> oh yep, yep, yep. I remember that. Yep, yep. I saw that one. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. So why don't you plug plug Thursday and, and next week's show for me? <laughs> All right. So next Sunday's show is uh, you only had one job. And that is going to be on Sunday with Dig That Fast Card 10th and uh and maybe it's other guests but uh yeah look out for that one i won't tell you what it's about you, you're gonna come and check it out and see for yourself but thursday nights thursday nights we have our soul talk and you can come and join us uh live on uh it's 10 p.m eastern 9 p.m central uh and it is our call-in show and we usually talk about if there's an isc we talk about isc that evening and then we just get into uh general shit chat about anything mm -hmm. <laughs> who knows machinima cinematics uh, what fast cart was uh doing <laughs> the other night you never know you never know and again, we invite you guys to come into Discord. I mean, it's great to have you guys in chat and typing away, but we get to hear your lovely voices and you can come in and talk with us directly mm -hmm. and share your thoughts about Star Citizen and whatever. Usually, like you said, like Dark Knight said, we usually are talking about whatever was on ISC and maybe anything that's happened during the week leading up to it. So you guys are invited to come hang out with us and talk with us direct. Kai's been coming on with us and yeah. And having just a ball, having him on board. But, you know, we, we love having people come on and talk with us about the game that we're all supporting and that we're enjoying right now. So Real laid back, you guys. Real laid back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Can I just say one thing before you close sure, it? Sure, sure. Just right now, I'm saying whoever pledges last in this show before the stream goes live gets LTI on Griffin Gaming RPG Love. <laughs> <laughs> they nice. get lifetime <laughs> insurance out. on it. Oh my God. I gotta, I've got to give it away. I'm sitting here like, Griff didn't tell us he was doing it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't do a giveaway this week. We did them the last couple of weeks. I think we gave, what did we give away? Aries and we gave away a Taurus last week. Taurus, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we, mm -hmm. we've been doing a few giveaways recently. We got some other good ones coming up. Oh my God, Colossal! Colossal. Colossal gave oh, out a community yeah. sub. Yeah. Thank you, so, so whoever got that, tell Colossal. Thank you, that was great. Thanks, Colossal, closing us out. Uh, Kobe, Kobe got it. Cool. All right, we are going to set ourselves up to do a raid, and I think yeah, you know, I was trying. There's so many people on tonight. It's like, oh my God, who do we go with? So I think we're gonna go <clears throat> uh, with. Spine TV. Spine TV is out there. So we're going to yeah. send the raid that way. There he is. Uh, you guys give some love to Spine TV. Tell him that you hung out over here with the Soul Citizens. If you like what you see when you get over there with them, give him some love. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys on Thursday. And if not, next week you had one job. Going to talk about that one job that you one had to do. Job. That one you job. One job. <laughs> one job. All right. Well, thanks again to everybody. Kai, thanks again for being here tonight. Um, and to everybody else out there, as always, we tell you guys, peace, love, and soul. You guys take care. Be safe. See you soon. Bye, everybody.
talked.